This is Chris Sullivan, and you are listening to the Angry Millennial Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, who doesn't love really well-designed photography clothing? Check out clickgearclothing.com, a lifestyle for urban photographers. All Angry Millennial listeners can use coupon code ANGRYPHOTO to receive 20% off any order. And the first three people who sign up for our newsletter after the show will get a free $25 gift card. Now guys, be sure to also check them out on Instagram at clickgearclothingltd. What's going on, AM Nation, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Show. Today, we're chatting with tattoo artist Nick Kaiser, a.k.a. Dead Meat. What's Hi. going on, brother? Hi, how are you? What's going on? <laughs> Dude, thank you, because we've been, we've been talking about this. Oh, my God, fuck. Since you started? Yeah. Yeah, before you started, maybe? Bef- before I started it. I think so. Yep. It's we been were talking time. at the shop, and I was like... I want to do a podcast. Yeah. And then you were like, you should just do it. Yeah. And I was like, like, I like Joe Rogan and stuff. You should do that. Yeah. I was like, you should be on it. You're yeah. like, I will. A year later. I hate talking about myself. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, You're welcome. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. So, you know, how we met was interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? Let, yeah. Let's chat about it. And, and kind of the takeaways is two very different creatives. Yeah. Like the yeah. very first time? Yeah. When I was in your apartment? Yeah. Yeah. Which is odd. The first time I meet you, you're literally inside my apartment. Yeah, it was too. Because I think at that point, like I wasn't as much of a social butterfly as I am now. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like tattooing really changed that. But yeah, I don't know. That was pretty cool walking in. And we kind of got along really well. You, me and Mm -hmm. Jess and Jess and everybody. Pulled out a whole bunch of guns. We just hung out. Talked guns, talked tattoos. Guns, tattoos. You were playing Halo then, which was good. No, I didn't play Halo. You didn't? I never played Halo. I thought you played Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those. Yeah. Well, if anybody plays video games, I know I can get along with them. That's true. That's an icebreaker for me. It is. Otherwise, right, for, I go to for parties. For a lot of people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I mean, what I thought was interesting, too, was that we, like I said, as two different creatives, like I was yeah. from photography, because that's how I knew Jess, mm-hmm. right? Our mutual friend who who brought you over. Yep. And she was a make, she is a makeup artist. Yeah. And then uh, with you... You're like, oh, yeah, I do tattoos. I'm like, really? I yeah. like tattoos. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I showed you, you know, my work. And then we talked about photography. And then we talked about, you know, uh, firearms. And then we kind of were like, all right, let's like, let's collab. Let's do some stuff. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, you know, I feel like you can't really, well, no, you, you can't at all kind of do that stuff if like one person's an accountant, mm-hmm. the other person does something <laughs> else. And you're like, Oh, so you're an accountant? That's cool. End of fucking conversation. Yeah. Even though sometimes I want to try and do something with them, it's I just know. like you start and then. Yeah. You're like, you want to balance my books? Yeah. No, that's I, what it I becomes. Just, At that yeah. point, that's the extent of the relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, but when you're, you know, both creatives, it was kind of like, it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we already started throwing ideas back and forth. And then 
Jess, I remember you were talking about like a, a tattoo or something you want to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's kind of like my biggest party trick whenever I go anywhere now is like, oh, you're a tattoo artist? Oh, I have this, you know, I want this. And what do you have? And blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to talk to people about that. It is. Yeah. It is. So let's start from the beginning. Were yep. you were you always creative? Like, did you draw crazy shit growing up? And yes. then you realize you can make a living putting them on people's skin forever? Yeah, I actually found out at a really early age I could make money because I went to a private Catholic school for like kindergarten through eighth grade. Yeah. And I remember on the playground, I used to draw pictures mm-hmm. and then I would take them to lunch and then sell them for like the kids had extra lunch money. And then I would get that for the drawings. No shit. Yeah, because I was like, my, what, what would you draw? Oh God! Um, I remember I would trace Simpsons and, and sell those. <laughs> That's cool. And then I started my own comic book called Cool Kid. It was about this little blonde guy who had spiky hair and wore sunglasses and fought Nazis. Yeah. So I was going into my Catholic <laughs> hold on, school. Hold on, hold on. What grade were you in? Uh, dude, I was like, I mean, I don't know, third, fourth. Third, fourth grade, you were drawing a kid who basically is Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes right. fighting Nazis. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool that you said Calvin and Hobbes because that's who I saw myself as. Yeah. So that I made, yeah. yeah. And then I made my own comic book version that fought Nazis. I remember awesome. sitting there drawing because he'd fight like giant robot Nazis. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I used Nazis was because remember that old game Wolfenstein 3D? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you fought Nazis. So mm-hmm. in my mind, they were like the worst people on the planet. And it's still kind of are, but yeah. Well, were. <laughs> they don't really exist much, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would draw that, and then I'd be sitting there drawing them at home. And and like I said, I went to Catholic school, so my mom was like, "Do you know what this is? Don't draw that. You can't take that into your Catholic school with Nazi paraphernalia." Right. Meanwhile, my last name's Kaiser, and we're German, so I think they might have got a little concerned. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, hello, he's winning. I'm yeah. obviously not siding. That I'm was my sympathizing with the fear. Yeah, it was the same thing. He's like, mom, he's killing the bad guy. She's like, well, he's killing, which God doesn't like, but it's Nazis, so okay. I guess <laughs> he's like, right. you know what? You're cool. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. So that's really crazy. Mm-hmm. So you were selling. Yeah, I sold them. I used to hold art contests for my class too. Like I ran the art contests where everybody would just do a drawing or whatever, and then I would give out prizes like giant lollipops or whatever i got at the dollar store wow yeah that's pretty awesome yeah huh you ever thought about well we'll get into that in a little bit but you ever yeah. thought about maybe like then just doing being an art curator no no i know <laughs> we'll get into that we'll get into that but uh so your parents were they pretty i mean obviously once did you ever get past the nazi phase yeah okay yeah when so i like, think when i was old enough to understand it and i remember my dad showed me that we have a trunk full of nazi paraphernalia from world war ii no shit yeah there was nobody in our family i guess it was like my grandma knew some like had a right. boyfriend and he brought stuff right. back and i was like oh yeah these people are bad i probably really shouldn't be talking about them right right yeah. right. so were they really supportive my parents yeah yeah oh my yeah. god oh, yeah yes i mean anytime there was anything with art my parents hung it up or you know they were super supportive and even even now flash forward to 30 years later when I'm tattooing like if uh, I was in a newspaper article for a local newspaper and my mom cut out the article and has it at the house hung up oh, so like cool. any little thing my parents are like super supportive of it. right it's right. pretty awesome that's awesome yeah yeah especially what you know as you can probably imagine from other friends or people you know it's you know if you're a tattoo artist it's pretty much well for some people it's like, you know, you're one step above being a porn star. Well, you know, depending on people's views, you know, (laughs) 
You know what I mean? But it's yeah. and that's shitty because it's like it's you're just an artist of like anyone else, just a different medium. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, I think that there's certain you know stigmas to it in the past, and that's slowly being broken mm-hmm. more rapid rate at this point now with like social media spreading it. The TV shows are huge. Even though I don't agree with how they run the show no. specifically, it was like a you know, fucking school where in yeah, three weeks I you're mean, tattooing people. It's the school stuff. It's the fact. It's like, oh, here's a sleeve. You have to do it within a certain amount of hours, and that's kind of not the point of tattooing. Right. It's a slow progress. And, right. But yeah, I mean, it's it's totally changed. I think. Yeah. People know it's more art nerds and art school dropouts like me that are doing it than it is bikers or. Right, right, right. Or like, yeah, if you figure, like you said, the stigma that was attached to it uh, 60 years ago. Yeah, oh my God. Was like. 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Or, yeah. When yeah. I, when, even when I was getting tattooed and I remember when I was early 20s and I had a full sleeve, I went everywhere and people would still look at me just for a sleeve. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah now yeah. most people won't think twice. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially West Coast. I remember my dad when I first came home. The first tattoo I got was like the aperture blades on my elbow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my dad was strict Catholic Puerto Rican family. So, yeah. so I tried to hide it <laughs> for like a week. And it was so bad because it was, uh, it was like the middle of summer and I wore long sleeve shirts around the oh, house, God. just sweating. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's like, Are you all right? I'm like, yeah, fine. <laughs> I feel kind of cold, actually. He's like, you're sweating profusely. I'm like, weird. I feel really cold. <laughs> And then I just was like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. So I went down, I went, uh, I went downstairs for dinner and I sat down on the table and I just had a short sleeve shirt and I was like, fuck it, <laughs> done. And I sit down and my dad just doesn't even pick up his head. Doesn't even look at me, just eating. And he goes, you all right? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, it looks like you, uh, you slipped. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he goes, Looks like you slipped and fell on some shit. Oh, God. On your elbow. And I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) Here we go. Yep. And he's like, did you fall into a puddle of ink? And I'm like. Good one, Dad. (laughs) I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah, How many Hail Marys did you have to say? No, but no, it gets even funnier because he's an army guy. Oh, like, He goes, oh, to think you didn't even have to join the Marines to get a fucking stupid tattoo. Mm. And I was like, ooh, that's a. Ooh, that's a deep one. That <laughs> goes so deep. That cuts so deep. And then, uh, Sorry, oddly enough, like anything else, right? Within a year, my parents were like over it. Like yeah. my dad would be showing off care. this one, you know, to to family members in Puerto Rico and all that kind of stuff. Once and they figured just, out you weren't like a crazy drug addict, criminal, exactly. Yeah. You know, then then they were kind of over it. Mm-hmm. So, and I used to joke around my mom. She got her eyebrows done. Like oh, t- like the like tattoo, tattoo. the cosmetic. Yeah. So I remember when it happened, I was on Facebook. I'm like, my mom's a G. She just got face tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I can't even get my mom to walk into the tattoo shop. Really? Well, I, I think she would, but she wouldn't like stay a, long. Like an intimidation thing? She's just not into it. Yeah. Like, again, she's super supportive of what I do, but like me having tattoos, she doesn't get it. Other people having them. Right. My dad wants one desperately. Really? But I, he doesn't get it because of her. Does he, does he think uh, he want you to do it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, thank what? God. If he didn't want me to do it, I'd probably just quit. <laughs> what did he do? Does he know what he wants yet? Yeah, well, I kind of, he's talked about, he showed me a picture from like a tequila ad of a general idea. Hey, it's like Pinterest for like older people, you know, they just pull out <laughs> articles and say, I want that. Um, <laughs> so what is it? It's, it was like a tree with a skeleton leaning. It was actually a cool thing. It was like oh, a human set up his arm with a skeleton leaning on it. So, oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. He's a cool, I mean, he's, he's even more supportive than my mom because he doesn't have Instagram, but he'll mm-hmm. sign on from his computer 
and look at stuff and then he'll call me oh, and be like, cool. oh, I saw the tattoo you did. It was awesome. Or Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, speaking of your work, right? Mm-hmm. So as, as for anyone who knows you. It's horrible. They know that you're a bit of a whiz kid. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I'm mean, listening to this being featured in not only Inked Magazine, but Complex Magazine and one, many others, right? It's, but again, it's naturally a double-edged sword. Right. So tell us a bit about how it's been for you over the years, because you've only been professionally, what, three years, four years? I just hit four years this month. Yeah. So four years. Yep. And for anyone who's seen, you know, your, your line work and your coloring and much your work period, you get it a lot. You People hear how long, I remember when I first met you, it was shit, like a year, your first year or something you, like Yeah, that? My, within my first year. Yeah, within your first year. Yeah. And even then I was like, dang, your shit's amazing. Oh, thanks. And even when I heard it, I was like, really? Yeah. And people kind of have that reaction, which is fine. You know, I get it. You know, it's like, yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> or at least in the fact of like some, that's weird. Yeah. It's, it, it's a super weird thing, man. Because like, you know, I think as any artist, like, you know, you look at your photography or anything else you do in your life and, and you look at it and you don't get it. Mm-hmm. You rip it apart. You look at everything you do and it's like, right. I don't really like this. But it's hard to say that publicly with tattooing because I kind of just marked you for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> that shit sucks. Yeah. Sorry, but do you like it? Okay, yeah. good. But you know what I'm saying? Like you look no, at I it, get it and you're yeah, not. Yeah. You're, We're always our own harshest critic. Yeah, and it and it was it was really nice to hear that stuff and to continue to hear that stuff, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning when people are like, you know, if you've been doing this how long? You're gonna be just fine. You know, we're like, right. I'd put it up on. I remember like a couple tattooers even came up to me when I was tattooing for two years and I went to a convention and they're like, You, I saw on your Instagram it says two years, you should change that. I'm like, No, re- like I've only been tattooing two years. And they're like, they Yeah, thought, okay. They thought it was a typo. They thought I was like lying to try to make it look like, oh. yeah. And it's, and you know, that's a weird thing for your ego. It is weird. Cause you don't want to be like, well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm awesome. At but this then point. you don't want to be like self deprecating to the point where it's weird either. Right. Right. So yeah. it's kind of that fine line. It's a fine line. Yeah. Where, you know, you can ride the confidence, but you don't want to take it to arrogance. Right. Yeah. Right. So what was it like the first time you went to a conference? Uh, like a tattoo convention mm-hmm. I was fucking sweating balls <laughs> I like I, the first one I went to that I actually physically tattooed at was the Philadelphia one huh. and that's officially the world's largest tattoo convention after this past year so it's really? a big deal yeah and I thought I've been, I've been a few times but I didn't realize it was the biggest one yeah after last year it's I can't even remember how many artists were there but it's like like 10 rows or something mm-hmm. it was huge yeah and then you know I I'm just learning how to do everything still. And then I'm trying to sit there as, you know, on the Saturday, there was like 20, 30,000 people that came in there were just walking by your booth. And I'm like kind of huddling over my work so nobody can see me, you know, right, right, right. You know trying to make sure. Um, and then other artists and meeting people who I respect artistically and just trying to go up and like, what do you guys do? And can I get advice but not seem like I'm begging? Right, right, right. Or like me. you're just trying to siphon them from information. Yeah, yeah. Like leeching. Yeah. Yeah, you never want to seem like that, like des- right. desperate, you know? Right, right, right. And that's, yeah, that's got to be, I mean, like you said, it's it's a lot of, well, I guess it's social media. Because did you always have an Instagram like from the day you yeah. started tattooing? Kind yeah, of thing? I got it before I was apprenticing because my friend Emmy, hi Emmy, if you even wanted to bother listening to this, um, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she's like, you need to get an Instagram, it's cool, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I fought it for a while, and then I finally downloaded it, mm-hmm. and then... um. 
that that took off almost immediately when I started posting my artwork because mm. I don't know have, how long have you had Instagram? Uh, ten, six years. So you've had it for a while too. Yeah. Do you remember the beginning when it was like a small, a much smaller community? Oh yeah. yeah and it yeah. was like the, it was it was iPhone only. Mm-hmm. Right. Then the, and there was a popular page. So if you uh-huh. got enough likes on your photo, it went to that popular yep. page. So in the beginning. Again, this is sounding completely egotistical, but I used to post selfies because then girls started following me, and then they were. That doesn't like, make you. That's not. That's not egotistical. That's called uh, human beings, right? But I was trying not to be a fuckboy at the same time. <laughs> like I wanted girls to see me and stuff, but right. Um, you know, and then girls wouldn't leave comments that were nice, and then they'd want to talk to me, and, and so I kept posting more, and then I got more followers. And then, uh, but this this is so this is before your tattoo work. This or? is before. This is like when I first got it. Okay, and then so nothing but you with selfies and tracksuits and just kind of like, oh yeah, just yeah. just me like top off with gold chains, like <laughs> sweating on a lawn chair. I don't know, but it was I post pre, them pre beard too. Right? Yeah, it was yeah, it was like pre beard. And I, I remember like I one time I post because like, I was such a douche. I posted like a shirtless selfie, and then it got mm-hmm. on the popular page, like for anyone on Instagram to see. And my friends were texting me like. There's a naked picture of you on the popular page. <laughs> and then I would just get more followers from yeah. it that were girls, some of them probably not right. old enough to be talking. They probably to me, thought but, you were in a band. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I had like the longer hair. Uh-huh. That, you know. Oh, you had seen good um, hair too. Oh. God. Purple v necks and yellow high tops and all Ooh. that. Ooh. The band t shirts with the all over print. And, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was super cool. So that was so when, when you did that and then mm-hmm. you completely kind of pivoted. Your model yeah. to more about your work. Yeah, your at one point, because at one point I started um, doing like customized van shoes. You know, like get white vans. They tell me what they want, their mm-hmm. size, draw on them, ship them out. I don't know if you ever remember. Me I've doing seen them, that. but I don't. I've never actually seen you do it. I've, I've seen pictures. Okay, but that's what really. That's when all of a sudden like things changed, and I remember one guy who at that time had like a couple thousand followers, which was a lot. Mm-hmm. You know posted them up and was like check this out and then it was like this deluge like i literally had to turn the notifications off on my phone at that point because it was just do 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 and then you start feeling like this weird internet famous person because <laughs> then every single picture i posted would go to the popular page oh wow it was so weird yeah it was yeah, super yeah. weird yeah and uh yeah then the artwork thing took off and then i had enough followers when i transitioned into tattooing that by the time I actually was like, hey, I need people to come in to practice tattooing, like people were already willing to come in. Nice. Yeah. No, and that, and that's an interesting thing. I mean, because you said it, it's it's one of those things that when, you, when you're apprenticing and you don't have people who trust you. Yeah. Or usually it's people who have a ton of tattoos and just don't fucking care. Or, yeah, people don't know what makes a good tattoo. Right, that too. Yeah, yeah they're like, dude, sweet, pay 30 bucks for it, check it out. Right, and yeah. And I got a sweet deal. Yeah, I got a Friday the 13th, $13 tattoo. Yeah, 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 else. yeah. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny that you you had a semi-Instagram, uh, you know, band member type phase. Mm-hmm. And that went well, and yeah. then you transitioned it to art. And I think that's also interesting is to note that around that time was when I forget what they call them feature accounts. What do they call them when it's like certain topics? It's when feature accounts got popular, yeah. like you know, firearm accounts, right? And mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneur hustle accounts, yeah, like and, food accounts, right? And then it was more than just people taking pictures of their food and selfies, right? And it got more, I guess, segmented, you yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh and you were able to make it 
because obviously tattoos is huge right. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the new fucking Pinterest. You it's know? it's yeah, it's the biggest thing. If you're a tattoo artist and you don't have Instagram, you're just missing out. Right, you know? right. So I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so, it, was, it was weird, man. I mean, it worked out well, but I think I just like a lot of people ask me how many, how do you get so many followers and stuff like that. Um, I just hit it, you know, on the ground floor and just went with it. I got, right. I just got fucking lucky, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, speaking of rap, right? So speaking of your whiskey, unicorn dust abilities, you know, we talked about you had a pretty big following, right? <laughs> Did you, do you tend to get a lot of your, do you still get a lot of your work that way? Through Instagram? Mm-hmm. I'd say majority of it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Like, yeah, a, a ton of people come in and some people are funny about it too because they're like, oh, I don't want to be weird, but like I found you on Instagram and that's why I got tattooed. I'm like, that's not weird. That's why I have it. You know? yeah, that's that's, that's why it's there. It's like, yeah, you can't really look up a tattoo artist in the yellow pages. Yeah. Nor should you. Yeah. No. A A A Tattoo Studio. I'm yeah, going there. Done. Number one. Sold. On front page. Yeah, it says sterile right on there, so it's got to be good. <laughs> and so let me tell you, since you've been on this for a while, mm-hmm. is it like, do you ever have this feeling where you just kind of like hate keeping up with the social grind? Like, do you ever think about going mm-hmm. full analog and saying fuck it and delete everything? Or just no, not? no. I mean, like, there's there's certain things I'd like to delete, just social media wise, to to take my attention off of my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that was a big thing with me and my wife for a while. Was it was like I was on my phone all the time with emails or Facebook and Instagram, and then there I had like Twitter for a little bit and Tumblr. So I really just kind of looked at what was the most effective for me mm-hmm. and tried to focus all my attention on that, right. which obviously Instagram was already set up for that mm-hmm. um, and just kept running with that and just trying to chop out everything else. So I have a more free time for her and give right. her more attention or, or something else in my life. Right, 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 right. Like ditching Instagram would, if I think at, at this point right now, if I did it, it would be difficult. It can you be done. So? You think so? Yeah. I don't think you have enough people who know about you that. There is still there's still that thing where like, you know, especially the younger audience, I think they, they need to see it and they need to have shit rammed like in their front, face I was say, on keeping a daily it front of mind, basis. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is why I post a lot too, and some of my friends bust my balls about it. Like, you know, you'll post the same tattoo like two or three times, the line work, the color, and then like a close up. But people want to see that from mm-hmm. different perspectives. And I'll notice that um just by looking at like the likes or something like right, that, you know right. and then more and certain comments and you kind of have to pay attention to your audience i guess mm-hmm. and give them what they want yeah you gotta feed the mob right yeah yeah the mob's fickle yeah fucking give them what they want yeah and, and it wasn't it, it even kind of started out of me just doing it because it's what i thought looked good you know mm-hmm. it's like oh i think it'd be cool to, to post this and right yeah the nice. close-up shots the detail things and whatnot. Yeah, that, that shit matters i think so I think everyone would agree. Yeah, I mean, you look like you even look at some tattoo artist stuff online on on Instagram, and they don't do close ups. Like every why. time, yeah. yeah. And then you might see something in person healed, or see mm-hmm. just see it in person when it's done, and you're kind of like, oh, that's why they don't. You know, it's like that's why I they don't want you to get too it close. Looks, it looks great as a thumbnail. Yeah, and then you yeah, pull yeah, it exactly. up, and you're like, oh, that's oh, what God. it's nicer about. Like even Instagram changing to the larger mm-hmm. image, whatever, mm-hmm. so you can get you a don't little do bit square crop anymore. Yeah. It was that so was much a nicer to get detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, you can lie on the internet all you want, especially with filters, but when you see it in person, it totally changes your perspective yeah, on some lie. people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like posting healed stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of social media, isn't that mm-hmm. how you met your mail order bride? Yes. I kid. Ikea.com. I but <laughs> she was on sale. <laughs> she was like a Flugen or yeah, something. Yeah, Fluven Fluventagen. Fluventagen. Yeah. 
But seriously, let's talk about it. I mean, was, sure. was it Instagram too? You yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was, I, th- I think it was right when I started apprenticing. It was. Mm-hmm. It was like right when I started apprenticing, um, this, this nice lady from Sweden uh, commented on one of my photos. She went through, like, liked everything and then left a comment and was like, uh, you know, you seem really interesting and we have a lot in common. And mm-hmm. it was just like this really sweet comment, like a genuine thing. Were you even posting tattoos then? Uh, I think I was just, I was on like the art phase, less, less selfie, more oh, art. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like, like I said before in that, in that first stage when I was just kind of the shallow mm-hmm. aspect of it, there was a lot of comments on there. It's like, Oh, you're hot or, you know, right. but she had been the first person really to say something that i was like genuinely attracted to yeah or, you know yeah she gave um, it to be like you're cool as a person right exactly <laughs> your yeah. face i like it but yeah. you're cool as a person yeah exactly yeah you yeah so then started talking to her on there then i pulled a super smooth internet move and i was oh, like really? i was like hey do you have like facebook you know <laughs> and then found her on there and like chatted her up and then eventually um i like i asked her to skype for the first time i mean just voice chat on skype mm-hmm and just in my room, thank God, by myself, just sweating because I was like, I've never talked to a Swedish person before. And I was obviously super attracted to her just through that. And I had never in my life thought I would do like an online sort of relationship, right. you know? Right. Um, so it was totally new. And yeah. I think it was before catfishing was really. A no, thing. it was a thing. It like it was. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember when I started talking to her and I would tell my friends, like, I met this girl online and I've been talking to her. You're like, dude, you're talking to a dude. Right. In the basement. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, Don't go to a mall. God. <laughs> <laughs> I even remember at one point I wasn't sure. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting catfished. Right. So I said to her, I was like, hey, can you draw up like a little dead meat logo for my Instagram and hold it and take a picture? And then she did that. And I was just like, oh, okay. oh, dang, I'm OK. She is real. Unless she was really good at Photoshop. I was about to say, I just took a picture of her yeah. holding it and be like, yeah. dead meat. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But, so. you know, I didn't find out that it was 100%, I guess, really, until the first time we video chatted on Skype. Nice. Yeah. That's it's awesome. crazy. And then and then uh, we talked for a year back and forth. I kind of had a girlfriend in between. Ugh, oh, that was a mistake. That was not a good idea. Um, and then right after that girlfriend broke up with me, I, I hit her back up and I was like, Hey, do you still not hate my guts because of that? And, uh, yeah, we started talking again. And then a little bit after that, she's like, I want to fly over there for the first time. Nice. Yeah. A little hundred pound, five foot three Swede came to America for the first time to Phoenixville, Pennsylvania to hang out with me. Nice. Yeah. And it worked out. Never married. And now you're married. Almost two years. Yeah. It was crazy. Knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's like funny. Like, uh, one of the other people, because me and Jess met on Facebook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like what you think back in the day where it was like chat rooms and I know. Well, those are still fun, but, you know, not as weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember who we talked to this guy, Brandon Harvey, he's a photographer and he's big on Instagram. And he actually met his wife on Twitter. Yeah. You know, you, you like, never know. Yeah. But I think, you know, with the stigma thing that before it was like, there was just weird things attached to it and mm-hmm. dating websites and people just trying too hard where if it doesn't happen organically, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. So, you know, social media and self-employed artists, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of said it, right? It's yeah. like, it, is it really a, you know, till death do us part thing? I don't know. At this point, I don't know yeah. with the way the technology is going 
and again with the attention span that the younger audiences have mm-hmm. feels like our generation obviously we grew up without this stuff we can right. we can handle our lives without it right but um i don't, I don't know. know i feel yeah, like a I lot of the younger them, kids could i don't know they seem like they'd be lost without it um again i think it's just like putting it in their face all the time it's like hey remember that i'm still here don't forget but the other good part about tattooing is obviously you're taking a product that somebody, you know, is out there with all the time. So mm-hmm. word of mouth is still huge. Yeah. And I know I know there are some very popular tattoo artists that that don't use social media mm-hmm. and they still exist fine. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private studio stuff, I think more so than than trying to run a tattoo shop, but Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I I I I don't want to get rid of it at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary. If it becomes overwhelming or doesn't work anymore, then I think I'd move on from it. Right. Yeah. But I don't see it not being a good thing for anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. Like sometimes I would, you know, people would be like, no, I want to get rid of it and I'm sick of it. And then my whole thing was like, I just, I'm not a huge willpower guy, but I still have enough to be like, hey, here's an idea. Just fucking don't log on. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like seriously, delete the phone or the app off your phone mm-hmm. and then just don't log on. And you yeah. realize that. Everything's fine. Yeah. But like when people do the whole, that's it, I'm out, I'm deleting my Facebook. Yeah, like can, deuces. You know, like, yeah. I'm going to make a huge long post exactly. about why I'm leaving. Exactly. I saw one like that on Facebook and they're like, when somebody says that and it was just like Pocahontas waving goodbye, <laughs> like, like, cool, dude, fuck off. Like, you're better than us. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think if I ever did exit, it would just be like delete and yeah, walk yeah. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make a big. And do nothing. Yeah. Say nothing. The hard part, the hard Irish part goodbye. was like, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Just not, I'm drunk, I'm leaving, I'm not saying goodbye. <laughs> Justin that I work with does that. Hi, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I think the hardest part from from just detaching yourself from it was especially in the beginning when I did start getting followers on mm-hmm. there and stuff because mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a morphine drip. It's, you yeah. know, it's serotonin that's instant. Mm-hmm. I can click on my phone. And when, you know, at that time, especially, I was going through my depression really badly. Mm. And um, just getting that attention, even on the internet, was pretty cool to be like, oh, yeah, people do like my stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, say mm-hmm. nice things. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard to, like, when you see that, you're like, you want to keep checking it. And like, oh, you know, keep posting again more of that stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, that is a, you know, a, a, a good thing, but also a, a dangerous, I'll go into a little later, where it's like a, da- a dangerous, uh, you know, it's a slippery slope, mm-hmm. you know, where you attach all your value as a person to likes and comments and, and uh, yeah, I think that's the time kind of era we live in right now though, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know I and mean? so, so tell me going to your actually into your tattoo work, name your weirdest tattoo idea ever. One you, that I've actually tattooed. Uh, or like just, yeah, yeah. One that you've actually tattooed. Cause my choice obviously is a draft with a smoking hot human naked body. Yeah. Everybody likes it. I know you love that one. Warm and fuzzy. Yeah. When I'm in your studio. You love that one. Uh, on that note, you know, like is, so tell me what's your weirdest tattoo you've ever done. And then what's like, do you have a favorite type or genre that you do? The weirdest one. I still, I still have to go back. Like when I wasn't tattooing very long, uh, my, my friend's younger brother, I did a gorilla in a yoga pose, smoking out of a bong, surrounded by glowing mushrooms, with a banner that says "Sometimes," and I was like, yeah, yeah, "This I think is that, different." I think that takes it. And I was like, looking at, it, I was like, "Why? Why do you want a banner that says sometimes?" And he just looks at me dead fucking serious and is like, "Yes, sometimes I like to do drugs." I'm like, all right, okay, you got it, man. 
You got it. I think that kid's in a nut house now or something. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, he might be. Glowing mushrooms, and it was like, like a gorilla like yoga a, pose. Yeah, yeah. What, kind, what, what pose, you know? No. <laughs> Damn, I, know I know base yoga. <laughs> child's pose. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Child's uh, so do you have, and this is a good question. So like if, if someone was to look at your work, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the, like the macro level, uh, would be called like neo-traditional, sure. right? Your style. Yeah. Right. Which for people who don't know is like what, like, you know, bright colors, hard lines. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the aspects of like traditional tattooing, black mm-hmm. lines, a little bit of, you know, a good amount of black and then the rest color and mm-hmm. some open skin and stuff. Just that style. Right. Basic. And then would you say that the certain things that you get into in terms of like stones, geodes, mm-hmm. hexel, hexel stuff, yeah. dot, dot work, is that just like different elements that people pull into whatever piece you're doing? Or is that like actually stylized where it's like a kind of a genre as well? I think it's it's just a mix of all of them. It's like music anymore. It's like, how do you define music? There's mm-hmm. so many damn genres. Um, but the neo-traditional definitely encompasses it because it's just those all those traditional things, like I said, but now you're throwing in mm-hmm. newer elements, like the the colors that you're using or how you're drawing it. That's almost kind of leaning into like a new schooly, cartoony, mm-hmm. almost realistic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like the geometric stuff, the stippling, all that right. stuff. There's one guy who I really like, um, uh, John Barrett, who does neo traditional stuff, mm-hmm. but hyper realism with it. So he'll do like a, a like a hyper realistic heart with. A neo-traditional dagger going through it. Oh, that's very cool. It's super cool. Yeah. And just like taking different things and yeah, yeah, mashing yeah. it up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So recently, we were talking about this, you, you've kind of embraced the digital medium with your iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. And you've been drawing some fucking killer stuff. Thank you. So ha, like, tell me, has that helped you stay creatively fresh instead of just sketching work for clients? Like where you're just yeah. at home, just kind of doing whatever on the iPad? Yeah, I mean, you were showing me like some of the things that it fucking blew my mind. It's wild, like in terms of how productive it can make mm-hmm. you, but also in terms of like how creative you can get. Yeah. You know, in that sense, like there was one part where you could pick as many axes as you want, and then whenever you draw one line, it just multiplies it, it for, all the way across. Yeah, the and it was, and it stuff. was wild. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the kind of cool part now. Instead of having to sit at a desk and take out a ruler, a protractor, right. you know, my pen, my pencils, like all that stuff. I can sit on my couch in the dark, throw on Netflix. Right. And like, if I want to like mandalas are so popular right now, mm-hmm. I can just draw up a hundred of them in a couple, like an hour and then wow. have them ready to go. Yeah. Um, which some people look at it like it's cheating, but you still have to know how to draw something well <laughs> to make it look cool. Yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, my my motto anymore is like work smarter not harder you know especially right. with how busy i've been lately mm-hmm. um but otherwise it, it it's been awesome for for just making prints and stuff like that and because you have essentially all your art tools in there you can paint airbrush you know mm-hmm. like all that stuff's in there it's cool. speaking of that tell me have you like how you found because like you said you were saying that you've pretty much been kind of popular in a sense Ever since, um, ever since like your selfie days, like before you even were an artist. Yeah. Oh, sorry. A tattoo artist. Cause you always were an artist, but ever since you were a right. tattoo yeah. artist, um, you know, you, you've had some popularity on the platform. Sure. So how, how have you kind of juggled the workload when you, when you made your hobby profession? It's hard in the beginning for sure. Cause mm-hmm. especially, 
when I started with just customizing the shoes and putting those up. I mean, that was so time consuming to get one pair done. Right. Um, and at the same time, I was a manager for Zoomies mm-hmm. working there and working 40 plus hours a week. Um, you know, it's just, it's time management. Mm-hmm. And when I started apprenticing, uh, I got very lucky that I was a manager and I lost my job and I was able to collect unemployment, mm. you know, and then I wasn't, I wasn't working. I was trying to learn a trade. I did that. And then mm. once I started tattooing and making money, I stopped collecting unemployment and started just making money from tattooing. So mm. yeah. Kind of gave you a little bit of a runway. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got so lucky with that. That's cool. Yeah. So was there ever a time where you're just kind of like, you had to kind of rethink things or take a break or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You get so hungry in the beginning. And when, when it starts coming in that people, you know, actually did want to get tattooed. Um, it's just like, oh yeah, I'll take anything. I'll do like three, four tattoos a day and I'll mm-hmm. just, I'll just book myself out. And in like my second year of tattooing, I was booked up for six, seven, eight months at a time. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden the summer would come around and my friends were like, Hey, let's go to the beach this weekend. I'm like, I can't, I have appointments. So let's go to a show. I can't, I have this. And, you know, just piling up my work and not learning how to schedule my life in between Mm -hmm. was a (coughs) a big learning thing. Right. Is it still, is it still still that bad or you just kind of, no, I changed it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. I just kind of, I switched going from, Six months out to trying and do like two or three months at a time. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm just saying, hey, come back and yeah, I'll come on soon. Yeah, and, and that's the other problem too is if somebody didn't book two appointments and I didn't get their tattoo done, they wouldn't come back for another six months and they'd be kind right. of pissed off, right, and rightfully right. so. But I didn't know how to manage my time properly. Right. It's so much better now. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, that, that's why, honestly, I mean, I, even even like like you know, you're the only person who ever. Uh, who could like tattoo my entire thigh mm-hmm. while making me laugh and while making me sleep yeah. while reading a Kindle. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to that since I know nice. you've been waiting all these years for me to do it on you. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> And it's also worth noting that you were my first color tattoo, you know, because oh, yeah. I, I love your, your neo-traditional style. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you ended up doing two other really big color pieces on me. And, and our first, the first one we ended up doing uh, got horribly copied with like zero fucks given. I forgot about in, that in terms of like color, I forgot color that, selection. Yeah, I forgot about that. Do you get that a lot? Not so much anymore. No, it's funny you ask now because it literally like it. I haven't noticed it at all, and I mm-hmm. try not to pay attention. But, who gives a shit? But right, yeah. exactly. Who gives a shit anymore? But um, it just happened where some kid in Tennessee was like. Oh my God. I you saw, saw that, that on Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. So that I was post, fucking wild. I posted it up as like a joke. I wasn't even pissed off about it. I was right. like, hey, anybody wants this tattoo? This kid will do my designs for 60 bucks. Trying to be like lighthearted you about it. still had your handle in it. I was still kind of like jabbing him a little bit just so right. he knew I right. knew. Just to learn. Right. right. But I wasn't being like, hey, dickhead. But then like a lot of my friends on Facebook went oh, really? on his page or oh, other tattooers man. and were like, yeah, you should die and this and that and stop. And like people get uh, brutal yeah. about it. Um, but I mean, he learned his lesson and then somebody else had messaged me and was like, he wants to apologize. And I said, it's fine. He can, you know, I'm over it. He can write me. And he never did. But yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. But I mean, like when I really sit down and think about it and people always say, you have to look at it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. You really do. If, right. if there's somebody out there that wants to copy exactly what you're doing in your mm-hmm. profession, you're doing something right. Right. You know? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's true. I mean, and like you said, I mean, it's the same thing for photography, mm-hmm. right? Like people could argue, oh, they stole your idea. It's like, I can give, 
I can give every single person in this room the same camera, the same model, the same setup. Mm-hmm. You're going to get three different pictures. Yeah. You know, like it, it's not that easy. Yeah. You know, and even if it happens, like who fucking cares? Like right. the same thing. Like, I don't care because like we said, I shot that thing and I may, I may have liked it then. I probably still even like it now, but it's over. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on like other things, you know, and, and other things are simulating me. So it's like, yeah. what's the big deal? Yeah. You yeah, know? and and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because because you said it. I mean, it was. I remember it was when that happened. Same. It was just the fact that they picked really fucking weird colors. Like mm-hmm. that was the one thing that made me laugh. Was it was um like blue and red, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah, but like blue and cheap. It was just weird. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, you was, have like you know a good colored palette right. on yours. Yeah, and, a bunch of and it makes things. sense because it's natural skin tones well, and hair color. That's and, the other good thing about somebody stealing a tattoo design and trying to replicate it is that it's never somebody good stealing it. <laughs> so your original tattoo looks even better yeah, exactly. than what they did. Exactly. And it's fun to post them up side by side and be yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah I, I was that. like, good try, you know. You're like, hey, kudos. Let's see which one we like better. I'm yeah. not really... Yeah, just, just you guys can pick which one you like best. <laughs> it's, I mean, I've only ever seen it uh, firsthand a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. It probably happens more than yeah, you know, than you probably even know about. Yeah but, yeah, yeah. but who cares? I used to get so mad about it in the beginning, right? Because I felt so butthurt and personally offended about it. Well, and, uh, let's be honest. It's it's natural because yeah. think about it, as artists, we especially in the beginning, we put all of our being mm-hmm. into you know our art. Yeah, and and in the beginning, it's just us. We don't have anyone pay us. We don't have anyone, you know, uh, come to us and say like, you know, here's a living. Yeah, it's just like, it's just you, mm-hmm. and you do it because you like it. And then, so all of a sudden, when you start making a living off of it, other people get involved. You have to work your way through that, and yeah. then, then like you said, when that kind of stuff happens, it's like fuck. Like you're, you're like you said, you're personally affected and offended by it. Sure. You know, so it makes sense. But like you said, yes. And then you grow out of it and realize it's not that serious. A lot of people with tattooing too, the, the biggest part about it is attempting to have originality. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's not it's not a form of replication for a lot of people. They come to me right. with a general idea, something they want, and I'm right. making a custom picture for them. It's mm-hmm. not traditional tattooing anymore where you come in, there's flash on the walls. And you pick that. You pick that. Yeah. But it still blows my mind where... Those still happen though. That's still... Yeah. No, yeah. Street shops right. still exist. And tr- right. there are traditional artists out there that that's what they do and they crush it. But, right. you know, that's not that's not what I wanted to go into. I wanted to do each piece individual and custom. But it still blows my mind that, like, I have that mentality. I think, you know, majority of my clients do. But then you'll see online where... I'll do a tattoo and somebody will be like, oh, I ne- I'm getting this tattoo or they'll tag somebody like you need to get this tattoo. And that's always the stuff where it's like I custom drew that, you know, right. and that originality concept. And a lot of people, it doesn't exist, which is weird to me. Like, right. Why would you want to get something exactly like somebody else has? Like do your own rendition or something. Right. But, so know. so if someone came to you and said, listen, I want what you did on your friend, would you do it? Still? No. No, never. And that's a lot of people like you saw in the shop, how I have all those drawings up on the wall that right. have stuff that I've already done. And people will ask me that like, Hey, would you do that again? Like I won't do the same thing, but if you want like a wolf and a dagger, I'll draw you one because like, let's be honest, what hasn't been tattooed at this point on somebody, right? right. You right. know, it's just making it your own tweaking it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty neat. Even like a rose. Right. You know? yeah. How many times can I do a rose? Well, at least I can, change a petal or the colors or mm-hmm. leaves, just something little. Yeah. And even like a little something, like you said, to make it unique. Yeah. And yeah. Do your best. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. 
Because I mean, I'm sure you get it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we said, people go, I want that. Like, no, 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 I'm the different. No, 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 I'm paying you. Sure. I want that. And that had to be tough too. Yeah. I mean, even think about, like we said, mandalas. Like how many times can I draw a mandala until it looks almost the same? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just trying your best to, to make each one custom. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. So tell me, speaking of dumb shit, mm-hmm. name the most hilarious and frustrating thing you deal with every day at your job. Oh, hilarious and frustrating. I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's pain tolerance, I guess. Like people's different levels of pain tolerance. Like you mean full, full blown, like full big dudes who cry. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know, you know, right. it's like, and, and some, it's weird. You have like this, this weird side where you don't want to hurt people, but when they're, when they really start to complain, you have to laugh about it. Right. You know, or you're like, come on, come on. Like <laughs> it's not that bad. Was it, was it you? I forget someone showed me this video of this dude, literally he was wearing like a polo shirt and he's getting yeah. tattooed and he's freaking out where he's jumping up and down cursing. Oh really? And screaming. I didn't see that. No. Is it a younger kid one? Yeah. He's just like, ow, stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like in his twenties. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and, and that's a younger kid to me now. Right. Yeah. We're old. Yeah. But it's funny. Cause like literally like he just is like, all right. <laughs> You know, and he's mm-hmm. like, you can tell he's wearing like an old like lacrosse, yep. you know, shirt and he's getting tattooed and sort of screaming and yep. you see the tattoo artist being like, just sitting waiting. Yeah. All like right, arm tattoos like, too. All right. You ready to sit? Like, uh-huh. oh, so, uh-huh. And then, fuck! Yep. And she starts jumping and getting and like pacing back and forth, pacing, From sitting down. one little thing. And it's like. Yeah, you know what? Just get the fuck out. I know. You know? And, yeah, it's hard, man, because like I, I understand that genetically physically whatever people have different pain tolerance levels right. like it's different thresholds yeah yeah there's nothing we can do about it but it's you need to know that going into the tattoo process like what is realistically what is your pain tolerance you know right are you picking the right spot for your first tattoo also like size complexity but that's funny is that i would think the same thing but at the same time then people tell me that's different too Right. Yeah. Some people will tell you my my ribs were horrible. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, no, the you know the my other leg or sure. whatever. You know, what I mean, we know we know certain spots though where it's you know majority of people will not sit well or at least not enjoy getting tattooed in that spot. You mm-hmm. know, like stomach, chest, armpits, armpits, knee ditch. You mm-hmm. know, like there's certain spots where people just don't have a good time, and if you're fine with getting tattooed there, then you're a tank. You know. <laughs> yeah. Remember like, when you, you do my thigh? There was a woman getting done. It was at your old shop, yeah. I remember. And she was like, how are you just normal, like, fine with yeah. that? And I was yeah. like, mm, I was reading a Kindle. I don't know. Like, yeah. This one hurt more, you I know, know. What I mean? like, in my armpit. You it's, know? it's different. And, you know, men and women handle it differently. Women are biologically built to give birth, so they generally do better. Mm. I never thought of that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Put out something the size of a watermelon, mm-hmm. something the size of a lemon. Yeah. We'll probably take a tattoo. Do like tattooing a guy's rib cage versus a, a woman's is always different because men always, in my experience thus far, they seem to handle it worse. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Men are usually worse than women at getting tattooed. And at huh. least they're more vocal about it. <laughs> it's 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 wild, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen more males get lightheaded or pass out than I have females. And I guess the, there's no um like that kind of thing doesn't matter or doesn't care for uh, your height or your weight. No. Or your t- you know what I mean? I I've, seen big dudes, so. I've seen big dudes break down. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's muscle or fat. I just think it's like where, you know, where are your nerve endings in your body and mm-hmm. just how, how much have you gotten beat up in your life or do you just have a natural high pain tolerance? Right. 
don't know if anybody's literally done, you know, research on that to yeah. figure it out one way or another. I doubt it, but. Because like you said, I don't think there's really any rhyme or reason. No. Necessarily. No. And you, I mean, like, you know, sometimes a new person will come in for the first tattoo and they'll complain the second I start tattooing them. But then I have. And they're like, I'm going to sit for six hours. I know. Yeah. And they're like, I want this big, colorful tattoo because they see a lot of the stuff online and that's what they want. Mm-hmm. And, and I get nervous and then they sit terrible, but I get through it. But on the other hand, like I can think of my one client, Shannon, who had, she came in with no tattoos and she's like, I want a sleeve eventually. So let's get started. I was like, cool. So we tattooed her from her shoulder to her elbow and mm-hmm. once in her first Just tattoo line work, or? line work and then colored it. And she's like, fine. So I was like, oh. okay. So next sitting we did from her elbow to her wrist, full color. Wow. Everything like probably six hours wow. did not complain. Third time I lined the rest of her arm. And she fell asleep, like <laughs> wrist up to armpit on the inside. Like the, mo- you know, people always yeah, complain. Yeah, she yeah. fell asleep. She's like 20 years old, like 80 pounds. Holy shit. Yeah. She just Wait, falls asleep. That's not the one where it's like the gypsy sleep, is it? No, mm-hmm. no. It's like, um, like a deer and a fox and a okay, snake. Okay. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. She's, she's a tank. I yeah. tattooed her ribs. I didn't hear a peep out of her. Yeah. So it's like, you never know. Yeah. 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 That's you never true. know until you start. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, one thing you mentioned before that I definitely want to get into is um, kind of like, you know, you mentioned that when you were depressed, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. what were those times like, you know, and, and a lot know, of drinking, right? And I know for me, like the times I've battled with shit like that and, and it's, and it's something that I really, I, I bring up a lot on the show cause I really want to, I want to want to dig into it somehow mm-hmm. is, the correlation between like when you're in a shitty place mentally and you make your best work, like your best yeah. art, you know, mm-hmm. and then wondering if, if they have to be mutually exclusive, you know, like can you, can you be happy and still be content with the work you're putting out? And I think that maybe in time for sure, but I think for everyone, like there is just that no matter what, it's like, if it gets dark, make art, like, yeah. like for like that will help you hopefully get out of it or at least, you can look back on it and 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 see what you were going through, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's music lyrics or drawings sure. or, or, or photography, whatever you were doing at that point, you can then look back and go, oh yeah, I was really into some crazy shit then. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. And for you, what was it like? I mean, I, like I agree with you that it's depression and or just emotion kind of you know leads your art in a, in a direction that it needs to go. Specifically for me, my depression is necessary for my artwork. Mm-hmm. I even right now, like I still have depression, right. not nearly as bad as I used to, but I use it in my art. I yeah. sit down to draw at night and I'll put on like sad music on purpose, stuff mm-hmm. that literally mellows me out to that point. And I feel whether I'm paying attention to it or not, I'm more productive when I, when I do do yeah. that. And I think there's just some part of my brain that takes that sad energy and turns it into what I, what I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it. I don't think most people get it, but it's right. kind of, it's kind of a cool thing to just, you know, have happen and, and go for it yeah but yeah it's a necessary evil i guess you know and it's funny the way you said it i never thought of it that way that you know it's almost like failure mm-hmm. you have to have failure sure in order to at least be able to say that you can grow mm-hmm. and saying okay learning that it's not the end of the world learning that it'll make you'll learn from it and learning that 
you know, that's going to make you better. Yeah, I think people have two different reactions to failure. Either they let it kind of destroy them or mm-hmm. they use it as a learning lesson. I'm not saying like I can take negativity, forget about it and just instantly turn it into something positive. But I'm the kind of person where um, if people would leave comments on my my tattoos, because that's how I got most of my feedback, because people generally don't do that to your face. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> You would see you'd see ten nice comments, people saying they like it, but there's that one comment where somebody goes, "That line looks weird on that side," or like that color looks weird, and you keep that you keep that comment. In of your course, mind, right? You know, right. and and I've done that through my whole career, where I can remember almost every time somebody has said something that's really affected me mm-hmm. to the point where when I'm still tattooing now, I'll think like I'll think about what that person said, wow. and I'm like I'm like fuck you, random person on the internet. <laughs> like I want to make my stuff. To the point where, you know, you can't pe- say shit. You, you can't right. say shit. And that's weird because it's like, am I doing that for them or am I really doing that for me to, for perfection purposes? Well, I mean, like you said, it, it's just a matter of, you know what, whether they were a dick about it or not. Yeah. If you look at it and go, I can see what they mean. You yeah, know what it's I mean? such and, an ego thing. Like, right, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, what am I really, what's, what, who am I really doing that for? Is that for me? Is that just a, Yes, no one can answer that. I, don't, I know, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why I do anything, man. <laughs> I mean, so, and that's, you know, yeah. I mean, I, like you said, it's necessary. And I was saying about that. And I was like, yeah. I like, you know, speaking about all the stuff we're trying to do now, you know, mm-hmm. and it, you know, I, I had to actually think, you know, and, and it's even crazier because I've been like doing other, you know, other interviews where like they're asking me these questions and then I'm realizing, I'm just the one asking the questions. Right. When is the other way around? It's forced me to really think about it and be more contemplative. And and I tell people like I could have swore, you know, like you remember when I moved and I had the idea for zero. Mm-hmm. I could have swore like that was it. Yeah, I was like I've done enough dumb shit that didn't work. That yeah. now when I'm 30, this is what I'm supposed to do. That didn't work, and mm-hmm. that really, that really fucking hurt. Sure. And, but then I realized just like, Hey, it's not in the world. It's just, it could be a timing thing, yeah. you know, like you move on from it. Yeah. You move on. Maybe, maybe it's meant to happen down the road. And if yeah. not, again, you're, you probably find something better yeah. or something else. And you can't really, um, ever say that you regret it to the point where you don't want to ever do it again. But you know, some people do do that though. You know, yeah. some people just have that defeatist attitude where one bad thing happens and they're just like, yeah, fucking they throw everything out the window. Right. Or, yeah. I don't know. I've never been that kind of person. No, I mean, either. I mean, and I think it was also because, like, you sit there and think those are the people who just didn't, like, like we were talking about, I've never understood people who were born and raised their whole lives in the same house. Mm-hmm. Only because I moved around a lot. Right. And when I would meet people like that, it'd freak me out. Yeah. I'd be like, like, you stayed like, in the same spot? Like, like, yeah, not even like the same town, yeah. the same state, mm-hmm. the same fucking house. Yeah. And I'd be like, <laughs> I mean, especially even if it's at like at this point where you know we're we're thirty, now I'm thirty one, and if you hear that, it's like you're in the same exact town where you were born. You're like across the street from the house. Like that's weird. Yeah. How have you not gone and moved? Yeah, don't yeah. anything. You know what I mean? And it it would like freak me out. And and um, but now you know that I'm older, I'm an adult, and now I have kids, and I'm like, huh, I'm glad. Yeah. You know because. It like you said, like if you look at these like kids that are coddled, and then the second something bad happens, which never happened for most of their you know younger adult life, and they don't know how to re- like react to negativity or to failure, 
and they just lose their shit. Yeah, I don't even want to get started with all that because I think it's like we're we're bringing up the most sensitive fucking generation to ever exist yeah. in the history of the human race. Yeah, and coddled baby. And, get, and you know, I sound like a, like I'm getting like an angry old man. Like yeah, like get, like get off my lawn. I mean, it's not it's not like I was beaten when I was a kid or I had a hard life or anything like that. But it's like my parents, you know, still taught me how to live life and get yeah. over stuff and not. And even growing up in like a somewhat conservative Christian household, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I seen like you know those fry memes, yeah. Futurama, yeah. Was like squinting, mm-hmm. and I always love it. It's like not sure if I'm getting older or kids these days are just fucking retarded. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But then their generation's going to grow up and do the same thing. Right. You know, the generation younger than them, they're going to. Yeah, it's like wrong the, with these yeah, people? you never. Uh-huh. There's never really. That's never going to go. Damn kids! Right, it's never going to go away because you just figure I'm used to this. You're growing up differently. I don't get it. This yeah. is weird. Yeah, it's always going to be like that. I right. think forever until the planet gets burned up by the sun. <laughs> So romantic. Um, yeah, you know, I think about things. <laughs> okay. One thing you said you want to talk about today, and yeah. I'm going to ask you, um, what, how do you think aliens smell? That's the biggest debate. I'm literally going to start a tally at the shop since I ask people sometimes, and I, I don't ask it enough, but I'm going to start a tally because I mm-hmm. want to see if maybe if enough people I love, I love how there's never a question of do you believe in aliens or any of that. No, 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 no. 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 Go straight to the heart of it. What do you think they smell like? Yeah, let's <laughs> and let's let's ask the important questions. Let's <laughs> cut to the chase. No bullshit. I think Jess said Tootsie Rolls. No, you, you said well, you've heard said. you've heard um, beef Tootsie jerky. Beef. Yeah. No, I heard space smells like smells- meat. I read that one time. Somebody oh. interviewed an astronaut and, he, and they're like, "What does space smell like?" And he said, "Like, like." rotting meat or like dried meat or something like huh. that yeah dead meat in space there you go oh my god yeah. there's your comic book i got it copyrighted already. dead meat in space there's a dead meat movie it's like a horrible french film zombie film or something italian huh. but anyway aliens um they do exist uh and i want to know what they smell like and i hope that i get to see one and smell it before i die hmm grape lollipops <laughs> who knows man do you think they exist I do. I yeah. think, I think the, the, I think, um, I don't know what, I don't know how to even, for all I know, they're like single cell amoebas, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, but to me, it's like to look at the universe and think we're literally the only thing that matters kind of. So you're been, not a religious man. No. Yeah. It's like the most egotistical way of thinking. Absolutely. Ever. That's why I can't, you know, just and say just that like, I follow one religion whatsoever. No, I mean, yeah. either. It's a weird, it's a weird idea to think that. But I mean, I have to think about majority, well, majority of my young life. God, I'm getting old again. Um, most of my life, when I I did believe that God existed, and, oh me too, and, and you were the center, and we were the yeah. earth, and that was that. But like, you ever heard you ever heard this one comedian talk about religion? He's like, when you're a kid and you have an imaginary friend, it's cute, but mm-hmm. you're you're nerdy and lonely and ostracized. Yeah, but when you're adult and a bunch of you have an imaginary friend, he's called God. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> it's, I mean, the way we look at it, yeah, it's it's like it's spot on, and it's like. Oh, wait, yeah. but no, you don't understand. No, 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 That's yeah. literally exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's printed on money and God we trust. Yeah, and like, like you said, to, to think that other things don't exist beyond us is, is fucking insane because if you study science whatsoever, read a blog one time, read, you know, watch a documentary. <laughs> read a fucking book. <laughs> yeah, read, read, a, read a fucking book. 
like if your brain is even open to that idea whatsoever, you kind of just look at everything and you're just like, what the fuck is all of this? What is any, like you don't understand anything. You can literally regurgitate information that people told you from your earlier days. And that's what you think is reality, but it's like, you don't understand anything. Right, right, right. Like Joe Rogan on their podcast, he talked about aliens. They talk about all the time, but I remember uh, he had said like, if there's, you have your five major senses and Mm -hmm. if there is a sixth sense, aliens could exist and they'd be made up of material that we wouldn't even know exists. You know, we like is hmm. he related to like a, a fart in a room. And if you have no sense of smell and somebody farts, that fart is still there, but you just can't smell it. Holy shit. And well, that's a really weird way of doing it. It's a it weird down, of breaking it down. And once more, right. like I heard that and I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> it's like the sixth sense. Like there could, there could literally be aliens <laughs> sitting right next to us right now. And, right. You know, again, cause like you said, we just don't realize it. I mean, that's to me is like, you don't know anything. I don't believe in them, but I think it's funny. The, the culture and, and movies and books, like vampires, sure, right? We assume they they're now. right. We assume yeah. that they they shine and 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 glittery in the sun, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, God, or I hope so. or going back further than that, you know, interview with the vampire. We think they're very. Yeah, I was obsessed with that movie. Who wasn't? I wanted to be a vampire. Yeah, but then you sit there and say, or they could look exactly like me and you, mm-hmm. and just you would never know it. Yeah, which if they're technically like a higher intelligence being they would do that and we wouldn't know mm-hmm. like look at uh, we're evolved from chimpanzees yeah you know we're that much smarter than we're barely more evolved than them if there's something that's even slightly more evolved then they would just do whatever the fuck they want to to us and we would never know yep yeah it's pretty cool much. pretty that's much why. and that scares the shit out of a lot of people but to me that's the most interesting like that stuff i'm like yes yeah i hope i get some of those secrets one day yeah you think you think we're the top of the evolutionary food chain but we're not the only reason we're the top of the evolutionary food chain is because we have guns and tools yeah go ahead and try to fight a fucking lion by yourself without a weapon <laughs> I'll, I'll pay i'll give you all my money if you win <laughs> i would bet on that lion every time yeah and it's true you know you sit there and go oh no no, no. we know what we're doing because mm-hmm. i'm gonna shoot with a bullet from a thousand yards yeah. away it's like and we're no. lucky our brains evolved faster than theirs so that way we could prevent them or stop them or, you know yeah so you're going to hate me, but I have to. Mm-hmm. I'm calling all my friends out. Okay. Since you were around for the show when we was just an idea. Yeah. You remember our conversation about other stuff we were all going to do? Yep. Like your gaming YouTube channel? Yeah. Is it up yet? No. <laughs> no. I have, sometimes I have really cool ideas and then I start them and then stop immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm still dying to fuck your shit up, Mario Kart. Yeah, while we're talking. While we're talking, those hilarious. Well, you, you know how I know you're gay. You have trash. to do the second part of the the thing then, if you're playing the game, right? So you'd have to get a Mario Kart tattoo. That's the second part of it. Yes, that's the yeah, that's the big that's the yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The All person right. playing it's gonna get it. Well, listen, I think you made me pull the trigger on this. Sure. So I'm gonna make you pull the trigger on your digital fun content idea. Mm-hmm. Do you still think a gaming YouTube thing would be funny? Yeah. Regardless if I, I don't want anything out of it besides just having another fun creative outlet and combining I mean. things I like. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a shit if it's YouTube famous or anything. I yeah. I don't care. I just want to do something fun with my friends and hang out and new people and, you know. I'm down, dude. Yeah. You know how it is. Just like These people have no idea what we're just talking like about, though, anything. really. Okay. Well, tell them. What was your idea for a YouTube channel? Uh it just like because people know gaming YouTube channels nowadays. Like it's not oh, that God, yeah, crazy like PewDiePie thing. and just watching people. Yeah, I want I want to do that idea, but 
One, I want to not be an annoying teenage prepubescent boy <laughs> shouting into a microphone for a couple hours. Um, but yeah, like have a friend or a client over and we'll play a video game, like past, present game, doesn't matter. Right. And then uh, kind of t- just talk about the game, bullshit, make a cool little edit together video of us having fun. And uh, then after that, doing a tattoo based off of the game we play. I forgot, so, okay, so I forgot about that part. That's yeah. Right. That's so right. like, you know, you and I would sit and play Mario Kart and have beers and then just film it and you know, hopefully we say some dumb shit and it gets put up and then do a cool tattoo based off that. Hmm. And then eventually what I want to, well, I have other ideas. I don't need to say everything. I have, I have, I have a lot of directions I want to head with it, but I haven't even started. So, and that's a thing. I mean, we all can, and we all can agree and we all know it, but it's been, for me, it's been like, it's exactly come true. Is like, you know, just start, just yeah. fucking start because pick one. And then, if you ever want to pivot or change direction, you can, and you have the, you already have the like the base. Sure, you know, yeah. And I, I try to, like, I my, I hate when people say I don't have time for that. I'd rather hear somebody say like I don't allocate my time to do something. You're right. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, I choose to yeah. use my time differently, and I'm kind of using my, you know, I'm kind of using that excuse on myself for that project. And waiting for somebody to jump in and help me, like you know, I've asked you, but obviously you have, you've got a million things. Uh, my friend Chris, who's another photographer, videographer, is probably going to jump in soon when he's got some time and we're going to film one episode and see how it goes. Do a little pilot. Yeah, just for like, I, like again, it's just for fun. I have yeah. no expectations from it. I just think it would be super fun. I, I agree. Yeah, I love video games. I love tattoos. So it would be cool. It's a mashup. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, just get drunk and play games, but not, mm-hmm. be, not get drunk and tattoo. <laughs> Just the so obviously it won't be a same day thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. So we're gonna get we've been about an hour, so we're gonna start. It was an hour? Yeah, it's crazy, oh. right? Hour wow. kind of flies by. Yeah. Kind of yeah, wild. I, I like talking about me. I'm pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> and you were nervous. You're fine. Yeah, well. So tell me, are there any like personal projects you've been working on? I mean, but then again, like we talked about, yeah. Does that really kind of exist? You know, in your industry, is it just like you can just draw cool stuff all yeah. the time? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like that's the best part about my job. In my opinion, for me, I have the best fucking job on the planet, and I have the freedom to pretty much do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, what I'd like to start getting back into doing that I started a while ago and right. didn't continue is, is charity stuff. Mm-hmm. Where I did a fundraiser with American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to go back into doing that and probably moving in a direction of. Just helping out, so I get a you know a little more satisfaction out of my career besides just the shallow aspect of you know right. you're modified, you feel better, you know. Right. Um. That's that's the kind of direction I'd like to head with it, mm-hmm. and traveling more too. Mm-hmm. You know, and just doing both, combining it all together. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you have any any like uh, guest sharing you're going to be doing anything? Uh, uh, guest spots. I I think I'm done for the year that I have booked. There's stuff that'll just pop up. Um, but I definitely have some conventions like next weekend, we're going to be uh, a short one in Reading, Pennsylvania, but it's an honor to go to this one because it's an invite only. Ooh. So it's just packed with a ton of good tattoo artists. Um, we're doing that. And then the only other convention I have so far booked is the Bahamas. That's going to be pretty great. Is yeah. it, you said that was the first, the first one ever. It's their mm-hmm. first annual one. Uh, yeah. At the Atlantis in. Oh no shit. The Atlantis. Yeah. yeah the yeah, tattoo yeah. convention is called Tatlantis. So once somebody said that, I was like, I'm in. I don't give a shit how bad it is. It's called Tatlantis. I'm just going. But how can, yeah, how can you turn that down? It's like going to Tatlanta. 
Yeah, yeah. Just, just Atlanta just, with my tat just, guns. Yeah, make just some go, tatty zaps. Just go to Atlanta and be like, I want to do a guest spot in Atlanta <laughs> somewhere and call it Tatlanta. Oh God! And just start. If somebody doesn't it, have the tattoo shop Tatlanta in Atlanta, over. I'm furious <laughs> right now. I'm gonna Google that as soon as we're done. Exactly. So these uh, these next few questions are going pretty deep. Cut deep. I know. Okay. You ready? I got the tissues ready. All right. All right. Name the biggest risk you've taken in your career. Just starting tattooing. Just starting it in general. Attempting huh? to start tattooing is the biggest risk I've ever taken. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Get you know, collecting unemployment and trying to get into something that I was scared shitless I'd be terrible at and fail. I think just attempting to turn my hobby into my career. All right. That's the scariest thing you can do. Yeah, it's true. You know, because you don't know. Right. You don't know. And I mean, you can even go one step further and just make it kind of, I don't want to say girly, but, you know, kind of like how um, when you when you have this like best friend you really want to be with, mm-hmm. right? But then you sit there and say, if we give it a shot and it doesn't work out, there goes our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like if you take your hobby, try and make it a profession and it just burns you out, then you're probably never going to pick up that hobby. Yeah. You know? I mean, and getting getting into what I was doing, like I wanted to do it when I was younger. I turned an apprenticeship down. And then when I took this one, I pretty much said to myself, like, if I don't get good at this, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Like mm-hmm. I love tattoos. I love, ta- I love art. You know, it feels like it's the best thing I've been pulled in this direction. And when I did it, I put everything I had into it. Mm-hmm. I gave up relationships. I obviously got, you know, my job I had to, to get rid of and just try it. And I, you know, I was nervous. I was really nervous because even now I look at people that I feel are much better tattoo artists than me mm-hmm. and they're not as busy and it confuses the shit out of me where I'm like, I, I think everything I've done has kind of just went like click, click, click mm-hmm. and me to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, hard work obviously too. Right. It's not like, no, it's no not I don't like think anyone's ever going to fault you I'm not, or, or say you're not a, you know, you're not a hustler. You're yeah, but I got, I, but I got extremely lucky too. Yeah. And just like anything in life, it takes, I think it takes both to be successful. Right. And it's not like I feel like I'm at the pinnacle of my career or anything. I just feel where I'm at at this point. I feel good. very fortunate. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. That's a good one. Cool. Name your biggest fear creatively. Um, I, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. One of my clients actually, I was like, what if, what if one point tattoos are just at its all time high right now? It's mm-hmm. like, what if this next generation just, hates tattoos right we go into like some sort of kind of like a futuristic thing where everyone yeah. just, you know wears all white and looks pure white it, you don't know if that's going to happen you know what right. i mean right. or if like the government puts a ban on tattoos or does something right. crazy you yeah. know we find out that maybe we do find out that tattoo ink is really really bad for you mm-hmm. you know because people are getting tattooed much more at a much younger age mm-hmm. so that's i guess my biggest fear is that one day it's just going to drop off because right. again I'd rather jump off a cliff and go back to retail, mm-hmm. you know? Right. I can't picture you at Zoomies anymore. No, I can't. I, no. I was <laughs> miserable. Ask any of my employees. I was way different then. Yeah? Yeah. You ever you ever still talk to those people? Yeah, I tattoo a bunch of them. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, dude, thank God you left. Yeah. Yeah, it's You're funny. You're so too. not a dick. I know, and I had to like apologize when they started coming in. I was like, I'm so sorry for just being a miserable dick when you worked for me. <laughs> But it's, it sucks when you're getting paid garbage to work. Then, right. Yeah, you know? yeah. So name your most meaningful moment in your career thus far. Um, I think oh, most meaningful. I think it's really just building the relationships that I have with cool people that I respect. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's certain people in the industry that 
at first I looked at them and they're like, okay, they're really important in this business, whether they're a good artist or like my friend Keith, who builds the best machines in in the business and just becoming friends with those people on a real level, not mm-hmm. an artificial, like I, right. you're a God to me. I'm just going to hang out with you. Right, right, right. Like, uh, you know, like uh, Timmy B or Lindsay Baker or just any of these people I've met and grown real friendships with. Um, Cause there's certain people in the business where you look at them uh, with such admiration for the quality of work they produce right. and you meet them and they're just total assholes. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. I want nothing to do with you. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just want to hang out with cool people and, yeah. and I have a really good community of, of like tattoo friends now that I'm proud to be like, you know, not only are they a good tattooer, but they're a good person and you know, they're my friend, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Name the biggest regret in your career. Um, probably just trying to, tattoo things outside of my ability level too fast yeah i fucked up some stuff early on um what were you trying to do just you know like like imagery that was too complicated uh too big i can imagine portraits are pretty hard much yeah yeah i i didn't i didn't even attempt a portrait until i felt like i was almost ready but even at that point i I tried like a neo-traditional take on a portrait right you know, there, there's stuff when you're apprenticing or you're in your first year or two and you're, you're just so hungry to do whatever that it's like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to try this, you know, like I'm going to try a really big tattoo. And I know on at least one of my friends, I look at their tattoo and then my buddy Dustin, I saw this one Star Wars and I'm like, dude, can you get that thing lasered so I can cover it? Like, I mean, it just it just happens, you know, you, right. you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, I guess. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about that earlier where you're like, you've never lasered and covered up a, an older tattoo or older piece of your own work. of my own no and you were like i want to i would love to i'd love to own a bunch of them i'd right. like to take year one and just go over everything you, sure no i'm just saying like you, you realize you can make that as a statement right what do you mean like anyone who i've tattooed four years ago oh like put it out publicly yeah why not yeah because think about it if you if you want it yeah right? but here's the other thing touch-ups are free so if I <laughs> if I'm doing a year of touch-ups for a year, well, how about this? What if you said, what if you? Well, I'm, to me, okay, I get touch-ups are free, but to me, if you're literally doing a whole cover piece, yeah, and they're getting it lasered off, that's a bit of a different story. Yeah, if, if it's a touch-up, it's free. If they want a whole new tattoo, right, like a discounted rate, obviously, I would hook somebody up, right. But I think that could be interesting. Yeah, right. If you say, all right, how about this? You can say when you put this out mm-hmm. towards the end, we talk about this one piece where I say, anyone from 2012 mm-hmm. right yeah if i if you got a tattoo from me in 2012 and you're either looking to update it or you want something completely different and are willing to get it lasered before we do our tattoo appointment mm-hmm. you know for the first five people we reach out let's do yeah. it yeah you know, keep it like manageable and sure small. that's a good you know way of I mean? putting it because I've, I've thought about it before where I just wanted to put something up and be like look do you hate something i did can you please email me and yeah, tell reach me out. Yeah. like fucking tell me like, guys, I'd much rather have somebody I'd, a billion times more have somebody come back to me and be like, look, I'm not happy with this. Even if it's the smallest thing, like, tell me instead of going to somebody else and covering it or fixing it or whatever. Because right. I don't know of that happening. Right. And, you know, it would it would really hurt your ego if you heard that. But no, of course. I'd much rather have somebody come back and be like, hey, man, would you mind if we... Yeah, like anything else, if you're not happy, I want to make it right. But if you never tell me, I never fucking know. Yeah, I'm still learning right now, you know? Like, I'm always going to be learning. So if if there's anything throughout the history of my career that somebody's not happy about with the product I produce, just fucking tell me. 
Sweet. Yeah. That's cool, man. No, because no, honestly, there's like you know, in your in your uh field. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that feel that way. No, there's, there's some people that just look at like fuck you, you paid me, once it's done, yeah, it's done. I got the Sorry. picture. That's a yeah. big thing that people do is like, I got that picture for my portfolio. You know, we're done. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I said, that's that's pretty cool. What's been your biggest failure? Mm, I don't know. How do you find your own failures, really? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But for everyone's different. But I mean, some people can say because I look a at a lot of marriage, things like a divorce. A, a, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, professionally, my biggest. Yeah, professionally, or? whatever. In any sense of the word, yeah. Um. God damn it, man! I don't know. I was trying to think about that before. Like, what's what's the biggest, like the biggest thing? Probably putting my trust in the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you put putting too much trust in the wrong people. Um, I you know the the people who got me into tattooing, I I appreciate that, and I will always thank them for getting me into tattooing. But giving them too much time, too much trust, and then you know knowing I had to move on eventually mm-hmm. was it was a big yeah, thing. And the way it happened too. Yeah, because I think it it hinders you from growing artistically if you're hanging out with the wrong people that don't want the same thing that you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Just getting rid of those people, but it yeah. takes time. No, for sure. To and figure I mean, out who's really got your back. Right. And it's like the only way you find out is like how most would say, it's like, oh, we're fine until you fuck me over. Yeah. And it's like, when you do, it's like, okay, now I know. But yeah. And you notice stuff too, you know, whether if it's like you can tell, even even in right now in my career, you can tell who's like really supportive of you, mm-hmm. who wants something from you, mm-hmm. or who's just faking it. Right. You know. And that's the one thing I, I never. Like the people that I'd see who just are fucking dumpster fires in terms of like who they date, who they friends yeah. with, right? Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, there's some deeper shit going on sure. in your head because I don't feel like I have the sixth sense of being able to read people. Yeah. I don't think it's as, as mysterious of a gift as people sometimes make it out to be. It's like yeah. within 10 minutes or maybe within, you know, 10 months of hanging out with a certain person, I'd know mm-hmm. that is not a they don't they're not good for you they're not good for anybody it takes but, me longer too man yeah but for some people it's like oh it's 10 years and they're like oh what the fuck mm-hmm. but uh, unless you're like my wife who generally gets a bad feeling from somebody immediately and she's generally right yeah she'll tell me like when she meets somebody like oh, i got a weird feeling from them and most of the time it's right yeah you know yeah, yeah same same so um if you couldn't share your work with anyone would you still create your art absolutely yeah yeah Absolutely, because like we talked about before, I think a lot of times it's me just having some emotional out. You know, it's just pouring out, mm-hmm. you know, and it's coming from one place or another. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff I don't share. There's the majority of things I share on social media is because I want to tattoo it, and I think right. it's a good idea. But I have a ton of stuff that I don't share. Right. You know, I used to write more and stuff too, mm-hmm. like actual writing and poetry and that kind of stuff, and that's mm-hmm. stuff I just don't share. You still do it? Yeah. But the poetry stuff, not so much. Right. But there's the writing. Yeah. Writing, drawing, little things. You know, I have tons of ideas in my head, but I, I don't, as much as it's nice to, to to get that from other people and the feedback and stuff and share it, which is super cool. I, I'd like to still think I would. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think we're, I don't know. We're I don't talk, know. I'm going to talk about that in a little yeah. bit. All right. All right. So listen, thank you. Yeah. Man, for finally making this yeah, happen. Man, thank I'm so you. glad we we got to sit and chat. Sure. And uh and you know, I know we've both been so busy lately that it's yeah. it took this long just to find the fucking time. I know. You know, just to set aside the time. But 
you know, so where can people check out your stuff and learn more about what you do? Um, I do have a Facebook page, which I don't know offhand, but you know, go to Instagram anyway. Instagram's just at dead meat, D E A D M E A T. Um, and that's the biggest thing. My okay. website, uh, Nick Kaiser tattoos.com. Mm-hmm. You want to do that? I don't update that enough. Right. Yeah. Let's do some cool stuff. If you guys like things and pictures and whatnot. Awesome. Yeah. So last but not least, who's someone that you would like to hear us talk to on the show? Um, I mean, I love anybody you can pull in that's more tattoo wise, you know, any, mm-hmm. anything related to tattooing, but, uh, I don't know if you can get them. I don't know. I, don't, I do throw it out there, man. I'm uh, always, I'm always up for taking swings. There's a, there's a dude I like in New York, Dave Tevinall. I've always respected artistically. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody, man. I just like yeah. I like listening to any creatives talk about their business, even right. if it's not even if it's not mine. You know, I I like just listening to anybody that comes on and yeah. likes to talk about art and cool stuff. Nice. Get well, like, like you said, maybe we can get like Neil deGrasse Tyson on here. And talk about space. <laughs> I will. We'll and chat. I, and we'll I want, chat. I want to be here if that happens. No, yeah, yeah. We'll chat. Yeah. So uh, we'll catch up. Yeah, I'll give you some tattoo artists that I like. Okay. We can, we'll we'll make notes. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, listen, man, thanks again. Sure. Now let's Thank you. Uh, take the rest of the night to hang out. Yeah. And uh, talk soon. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay, I love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.